Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm looking at the Bill and Ted trilogy. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and then Bill and Ted Face the Music, which is out in theaters right now. Support your local theater, by the way. Uh, This is a series that... Uh, previously to, uh, fairly recently, I had only ever seen the first Bill and Ted movie, and, uh, well, I'll talk about that in a minute, but with this new one coming up, I'm like, oh, I should watch Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey and to, to catch up so that I can see this new one. What do I think of this trilogy? Well, let's just jump into the first movie right now. Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast. It spans 7,000 years. No way! Yes way! But it starts with Bill. I'm Bill S. Preston! Who was Joan of Arc? And Ted. Noah's wife? We are in danger of flunking most heinously tomorrow. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Two seemingly dumb teens are set off on a quest to prepare the ultimate historical presentation with the help of a time machine. Uh, So this is Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, kind of buddy movie, buddy time travel movie, as their teenagers just trying to get their report in on time so they don't flunk out of school. Uh, (laughs) This is, honestly, this is just kind of the epitome of just dumb fun. Like, these characters, as it said in the description, these characters are dumb, but in a a fun, endearing kind of way. You know, Bill and Ted have this great friendship, and they are, like, so positive and supportive of each other, but also just so lazy and, like, just kind of really dumb, you know? Uh, (laughs) But they're, like, they're really fun to watch together. And then you have other characters in here, like, uh, you know, you have their parents, and you also have historical characters. Since they have a time machine, they're going back and getting uh, Billy the Kid, and, you know, Socrates, and Napoleon Bonaparte, and all, like, all of this kind of, these, you know, historical characters, and they are all varying degrees of uh, dumb and the straight man, you know, and they're a, a fun, bizarre group of characters. Uh, by the time the movie comes to an end here, everybody that they've gathered up, uh, very, very wacky, very weird, but very fun. The story is also pretty dumb, but in a fun, like, 80s cheesy kind of way, you know, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense if you think about it too much, but, I mean, really, you just, you don't worry about that too much, you don't worry about, you know, the logic of it all, you know, because it's just, it's goofy, and it's funny, it's a funny story, even just the, the very purpose of the story is, is funny, you know, the, the gotta use a time travel machine in order to get characters from the past in order to complete their homework assignment. It's goofy, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but it is fun. And I actually think they do some fairly clever stuff with the time travel machine, actually. You know, for, for a movie that it's, it's just straight up just goofball comedy, uh, they actually do some kinda clever, uh, time travel type stuff 
throughout all three of these movies, I would say there's some some clever ideas thrown in here as far as the time travel stuff goes that uh, that that you don't necessarily always see in the time travel movies. You know, so like a little bit different twists on them. Nothing revolutionary, but it's again, it's fun. Uh, even, like, the thematic material of this movie is, is kind of dumb. I mean, it's not dumb, it's just very simplistic, you know? I mean, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes, is pretty much the message of these movies. Uh, it's, <laughs> like, okay, you know, be excellent to each other. So be, you know, be good to each other, be nice to each other, get along, basically. And then party on, dudes, you know, have fun, enjoy yourself on the time you have on Earth, you know? And it's like, yeah, that's, I think both of those things are are good, you know? You, you be good to your fellow man, and you, you know, you enjoy the time that God has set you here on this Earth, you know? I think both of those are, are good things, and both of those are uh, biblically sound ideas, so, yeah, uh, it, again, there's, there's not a lot of deep thought going into this movie as far as deep thematic material or anything of that nature, but thematically, I'd say it's, it's fine, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> and ultimately, I mean, that, that's kind of it, I mean, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, it's, it's fun, it is a funny movie, and I've seen it, like, three or four times now at this point, and, I've enjoyed it every time I've seen it, but I mean that's that's about it. It's not deep, it's not thoughtful, it's not it's not much of anything really. It's it's very superfluous for the most part, you know? It's the kind of thing where you watch it, you have fun when you watch it, but it's it's not the kind of thing you reflect on a lot necessarily. You know, it's it's just good dumb fun. But what about the sequel, Their Bogus Journey? I have a feeling we're about to embark upon a most unprecedented expedition. Once they made history. I must see to it that you die. Now, they are history. Bill and Ted are dead. Welcome to hell. It's the Grim Reaper, dude. How's it hanging, death? Bill and Ted's bogus journey. A tyrant from the future creates evil android versions of Bill and Ted and sends them back into the past or into the present day for us. I guess technically in the past for us because it's still like in the 80s, 90s type time period. Uh, but back to the present day at that point to kill the original Bill and Ted. What in the world were people thinking when they made this movie? This is such a strange uh diversion from what the first movie was uh because this movie this movie goes to some really weird places I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say because it happens very early on in the movie and it's kind of the the whole gist of the movie in a way even though it wasn't in the uh the the brief summary thing here of, of what i just read but Bill and Ted die in this movie. The robots go into the past and kill Bill and Ted, and that's really the start of this movie, is Bill and Ted's death. And, I mean, the movie, it, it just gets weirder and weirder from there. Uh, <laughs> the story, 
honestly, the story is, is kind of all over the place, man. With the first one, I mean, yeah, the story, it didn't make a lot of sense. It was, you know, it was like they're time traveling all over the place to all the different time periods and all this kind of stuff, meeting new, fun, wacky characters. Uh, this one, you got a, a, a similar kind of thing, but it just seems way less focused than the first one. Uh, the first one... You know, they kind of had their goal that they had to go and do, and while it wasn't, like, it never felt like, oh man, a huge time constraint or anything, even though there was to a certain extent, uh, it was, it, you know, it was still kind of loosey-goosey. This one's even more loosey-goosey as to what in the world is going on and what needs to happen in this movie, other than they need to be not dead by the time the movie ends. Uh... <laughs> Uh, this movie is a little less funny, I would say, than the first one. It's still funny, it's still pretty fun, it has some comedic moments and stuff, um, but I, overall, I think I think kind of the failing of the comedy in this is more that the story was following the jokes more so than the jokes were following the story. Because in the, the story of the first one, oh, we need to get our report done, and then they time travel back into the past, and then the a, a lot of the comedy comes from them you know, interacting with Socrates, or, you know, some of the, these, you know, big historical kind of figures, and then these good dumb kids kind of interacting with them. This movie, uh, it, it's like, oh, okay, they're dead, but let's have them go to this one place so that they'll meet these people that are, like, ghost hunters, not hunters, but, like, people that are trying to conjure up ghosts or something, and that's just... Like, that's just thrown in there for the sake of having a joke in there. That's like an instance of where the story is just kind of following where the jokes are at instead of the jokes following where the, the story is at, if you know what I mean. But I mean, some of those jokes are funny. Like, like also, some of them were just kind of like, really? Is that... Okay, we just, we're doing that, I guess. Okay. Uh, I mean, overall, this movie, it is still funny. It's just... It's just less so. It's just not as good as the first one. Probably the best new addition to this movie is the Grim Reaper, man. The Grim Reaper in this movie is hilarious, man. I really, really enjoyed him as a character. Now, the Grim Reaper is not the devil in this this fiction. Uh, because you meet the devil and you meet God in this movie. And it's not the best representation of... Uh, either of those two, but I guess it's not the worst either. Uh, I mean, the thing with it is, though, is it's. I, I don't think this movie's saying, "Oh, I think this is what the spiritual world is like." Oh, this is what uh, this is what we believe that the the heaven and hell is going to be like, and all this kind of stuff. I don't think that's that's necessarily what they're saying. They're just goofing, you know. They're just they're just having a fun time and kind of just making fun of everything as they go along, uh, which kind of includes God and and Satan in this instance. So uh, there's that, I guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, overall, this movie it's enjoyable enough. If you liked the first one. Uh, you should watch this one before you watch the new movie, if you're gonna watch Bill and Ted Face the Music, uh, because there are large elements from this movie that carry over into the next movie. This is, this is essential viewing, I think, if you're gonna watch the new Bill and Ted. That said, it's not as good as the first movie. It, it's a definite step back from the first movie while still being mostly enjoyable. I watched the first movie a few times already now, but... 
the second movie, I, I don't know that I'm going to ever watch it again. You know, I, I think I watched that as like, okay, I watched that. I'm pretty much okay with that. It was fun enough, but it wasn't anything special. It wasn't anything that great, really. Uh, but it is essential viewing, I'd say, for getting to the next movie where they have to face the music. Bill, Ted, enough of the delusions. You didn't time travel, and you didn't go to heaven and hell. Here's a real idea for you. Be role models to your daughters. Get real jobs. Bill, we've spent our whole life trying to unite the world. And I'm tired, dude. Ted, we have a destiny to fulfill. Whoa. Bill and Ted face the music. Despite being told that their music would one day unite the universe, Bill and Ted has still not written the song that would unite the world. They have still not written their masterpiece, and the time is running out. They have to write their masterpiece by the end of the day, or the universe is gonna end. Wait, is that a, is that a new addition? Hey, maybe it is. So this is a long belated sequel here with, with Bill and Ted Face the Music. The last one being in 1991, I believe. And so we're like you know, almost 30 years later. This is a long belated sequel here. And honestly, I was kind of expecting a disaster because sometimes with these sequels that come out so long later, it's like they're trying to capture that magic of the original and they just don't get there. But I gotta say, they nailed it in this movie, man. They nailed what they were trying to do with Bill and Ted and, and concluding this trilogy. You know, I was wondering if Bill and Ted were going to be annoying as adults kind of them as their kind of dumb selves you know still acting like the whoa dudes you know <laughs> that they do you know but but not at all you know the charm is still there and they bring they bring a more adult sense to their still childish nature you know if that makes any sense it doesn't make any sense well it's it's true uh there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted, they're family men now. They're married, they have kids, and, I mean, they were to an extent in the second movie, but now, like, that's the focus of this movie, and it's fantastic, man, it's great. Uh, the way they develop their relationship between Bill and Ted and their wives, I think, was really well done. They start off with, uh, like, something that, that makes me think, oh no, they're gonna, like, put them in, like, a troubled marriage and all this kind of stuff. Because they kind of, like, hint at that a little bit. And I'm like, oh, no. that Like, I don't want to bring that kind of negativity into a series that's so kind of upbeat and, like, positive as this this series has been. But then they they definitely stray away from that. They definitely go towards a, a positive relationship between these characters, which is just fantastic to see. And it's, it's really, it's so rare in the modern day Hollywood movies to see such kind of positive relationships between characters and married characters particularly. Uh, Samara Weaving and Bridget Londy Payne uh, play Bill and Ted's daughters. 
and they're awesome, man. They're they're hilarious. They are their father's daughters, and they bring that same kind of charm as Bill and Ted did in those original few movies when they were closer to the age of these actresses here. This is another thing that when I saw it, I'm like, oh, they're trying to, they're, they're going to, you know, try to pass on the whole Bill and Ted vibe to a new generation. Is this going to work? Is this going to be a disaster? But again, no, they, they nailed it. They got some actresses that are great together and great in this kind of still kind of dumb kind of role that they got here. And it's just is fantastic. It's so much fun. This is definitely the most driven of all of the movies. You know how I said the second movie kind of wanders all over the place, and even the first movie, while more driven than the second movie, it's not a, like a really like, oh, we gotta move, we gotta go, there's a big time limit on this. You feel the, the time limit on this. You know, you feel the urgency of the situation, which you never really did too much before, and I mean, the, the, the stakes have never been higher also, so, you know, there's that, you know, just, what I like about this movie so much, man, I enjoyed this movie so much, like, people just, they don't make movies that are this wholesome anymore, you know, at least not, they don't make movies that are this wholesome for adults, because this movie is for adults, it's not, it's not for adults because it has harsh language or because it's really crude or because it's, uh, you know, cynical or any of those kind of things. You know, it's it's for adults because it's for the people that watched Bill and Ted when they were a kid. You know, it's for the people that watched Bill and Ted when it came out. And if you were a kid then, you're an adult now. And so, you know, it's, it's for those people. I didn't watch it when it came out because I, I wasn't born in the 80s, so... There's that. Uh, I was born in the 90s, so I watched it uh, quite a while after that. But still, I watched the first one when I was a little bit younger. I don't remember how young I was when I watched that. I guess I wasn't super young. That's all to say, this new movie, this is for adults. This is for the people that watched it when they were younger, and now they're here. They're, you know, middle-aged or however old, and now they're watching this movie. And they just, they don't make movies for adults that are this just positive, this wholesome, I'd say the most, the most, like, negative or, you know, kind of cynical, I don't even know if you'd call it that necessarily, thing in this movie, is that there's, like, a boxing bag character, and by that I mean there's a character that everybody just kind of makes fun of constantly throughout the movie, you know, like, a lot of, a lot of sitcoms will have those kind of characters, you know, where it's just, like, oh, one character that everybody kind of makes fun of, but even him, when everybody else is making fun of him, Bill and Ted, when they talk to him, they're like, all right, yeah, he's a little weird. Maybe he's being annoying at a certain point or whatever, but whatever, you know, welcome to the party, dude. You're fine. You're cool, you know, because they're just the most positive, <laughs> accepting people that there is, you know? This movie, it's just, it's so positive-minded, you know? It's never cynical. It's never, it's never dirty or crude or anything like that. It never falls into the trappings of what so many modern-day movies fall into of being dark and cynical and, and sarcastic and all that kind of stuff. You know, this is just, it's just pure, simple fun that is meant to build you up and not tear you down, you know? It's, it's so rare to see such a positive, joyful movie about the love 
in a family being infectious is basically thematically what this movie is about. And it's just, it's very, very fun. It's very positive. And despite kind of still retaining some of that, that kind of dumb fun from the earlier movies, it's still in that same vein I would say this is probably thematically the deepest, even though it's still not anything amazing. It's just, it's so positive. It's so happy that when you watch it, it's just, it's, it's makes you so happy, man. I really, really enjoyed this movie. This is, this is probably my favorite entry in the Bill and Ted franchise, man. It's just, it's utterly delightful. It's funny. It's feel good. And it leaves you with a, a smile on your face. And it's a great capper to the Bill and Ted trilogy. Fantastic. Greetings, my excellent friends. We have a problem. Step forward. A song created by Preston Logan, performed tonight, will save reality as we know it. Oh, dude, we better write that song now. Or why can't we just go to the future when we have written it and take it from ourselves? Except, won't that be stealing? Cheers! <laughs> How is that stealing if we're stealing it from ourselves, dude? So that's about it for this episode of the Heel Reviews podcast. Coming up on the show, uh, I'm playing through Marvel's Avengers right now, the the video game that just came out, and uh, and I'm I'm really enjoying that so far, honestly. So sneak peek, but that review should be coming up from that whenever I, I finish the game. Ultimately, we'll we'll see. And I'm not exactly sure how long the game is going to be uh, with all the like multiplayer elements and also single player elements all together working together uh just a, a, a weird kind of thing going on there but a review for that should be somewhere down the line uh, fairly soon here also my next episode in the uh, best of the decade series should also be coming up here pretty soon what did you think of Bill and Ted Face the Music. Have you are, are you a fan of the trilogy? Are you a fan of either of the two movies before it? Let me know. Helix Reviews Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this franchise or just whatever is on your mind. That is it for this time. Thank you for listening. This is David Arrington of the Helix Reviews Podcast signing off. Bye-bye, guys. I have witnessed many things, but nothing as bodacious as what just happened.